When your customers can shop virtually anywhere, how do you deliver an experience that will keep them coming back again and again? One word, personalization. No two customers are the same, and your customers want to be recognized as a unique individual. This week on the podcast, we're talking all things personalization. What it is, how to collect personalization data, and how to use that data across your website and marketing strategies. Let's dig in. Welcome to Commerce Tea, a podcast to help you succeed on Shopify. I'm Rian. And I'm Kelly. Grab a mug and join us as we talk about all things commerce. Hey, Kelly. How can I get to know my customers better? By using Octane AI's new Shopify quiz, you can easily create beautiful quizzes to learn more about your customers and help them find products you know they'll love. What kind of results can I expect from building a quiz? You'll see increases in your conversions and average order value, growth in your marketing lists, and higher engagement on your marketing campaigns by using the personalization data you're collecting. And the results are profound. Brands on Shopify with a Shopify quiz have collected 16 times more emails and discovered segments of customers with a 75% higher AOV than the average customer. That's so rad. Yeah, plus Octane AI passes the quiz responses into the marketing tools you already use, like Klaviyo and Privy. You'll also get to use this personalization data with Octane AI's powerful Facebook Messenger and SMS automations. Where can I learn more? Visit octaneai.com slash quiz to learn more and request an invite for early access. Good morning, Rian. Good morning, Kelly. How are you today? I am great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm actually drinking. I've got great news. I'm drinking iced cream tea right now. I am so proud of you. Thank you. I love it. I love it very much. I am drinking water. Because I already drank my coffee. Well, I had two coffees this morning, and then I was like, do I go for a third? But the rule is, Reen can only drink two cups of coffee, or two and go sideways. (laughs) (laughs) Two and through. Last night, Daniel and I decided to have a a cup of coffee at like 9 p.m., and I've been drinking coffee for a very long time, and also I've been around coffee drinkers for a very long time I'm Hispanic so I'm used to drinking coffee in the evenings like post dinner and I finish my cup of coffee and then I immediately go to bed and Daniel's just like wired <laughs> that'd be me I'd be like hey what are we doing you're like Rian it's 3 a.m um <laughs> but today I actually did wake up at 4 a.m because of the smoke from the fires I'm out here in Southern California uh, near the El Dorado fire And I just want to say to all of our listeners who are impacted by the fires that we love you and we're sending you good vibes and we hope you're safe. Please stay safe. Please stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Yes. Absolutely. Not to be a downer, but just want to talk about the uh, very obvious situation going on right now. Exactly. Okay. So we're talking about personalization today. What is personalization? So in terms of e-commerce, personalization goes beyond just knowing your customer's name. You get that information when they, you know, say, create an account or they check out. You get their first name and last name. We're talking about... Pause for one second. 
Kelly, please tell everybody what you did on LinkedIn and why it matters. Oh. Because this, <laughs> this is a personalization fail. Yeah, it is a personalization fail. So I read a post on LinkedIn that had uh, somebody basically added an emoji at the beginning of their name on LinkedIn. And you could tell who's using an automation tool because when they when it says your name, like, hi, first name, it would say, hi, emoji, first name. <laughs> so I decided to try it out myself. And it took less than 24 hours to receive my first connection requ- request that says, hi, beer emoji, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> so I posted about it on Twitter. I took screenshots of that. And shout out to Pierre. I apologize for making your name go viral as the, <laughs> the guy in the screenshot who used an automation tool um, because that tweet went viral on uh, well, the, the tweet went viral, but then people took that information from Twitter and posted it back on LinkedIn, <laughs> and that went viral. And so everyone knows Beer Emoji Kelly and Pierre, who uses an automation tool. <laughs> oh, poor Pierre. Um, I just wanted to touch on that because that is a, a personalization fail, and it is more than just knowing your customer's name. Exactly. <laughs> You want to know, like, who are your customers? Who are they? What are they What are they interested in? What are they looking at? What are they buying? They want to know, like, they're a real person with real interests as opposed to just another number in your system. Absolutely. And, and even customer personas are crucial to start building, right? Out the gate. Absolutely. How does one go about building a customer persona and why does it matter? So this starts with your research into who your customers, who you expect your customers to be, especially when you're first starting out your brand. If you did not listen to our uh, Building an Inclusive Brand episode with Marnie Konsky, she goes into detail on how she researched her product and who is going to be the best fit for her for selling to and marketing to. So, So building out a customer persona is basically writing a story about if you were the customer, who are you? How old are you? What maybe is your like socioeconomic status? What kind of things are you interested in? Where else are you shopping? So you're collecting all this information so you can kind of get into the mind of the customer and know how to market to them, whether it's on your website or via email or on social media, wherever you might be. What's the best way about collecting that information? So the best way is not to assume that's the worst way is to assume who your customers are the so let's best get that way, out of the way is to yes yes Don't the do best that. way is to ask for it it's it's that simple ask your customers who are you and what do you like so i have two recommendations here the first one is the customer fields app in the shopify app store we'll link to it in the show notes what this does is lets you add additional personalization questions both to the registration form and to the customer account page. So they, when your customer goes into their My Account page, they can add additional details about themselves. Their birthday, maybe their favorite color, I don't know, just some random things, whatever's most relevant to how you're going to be marketing to your, your audience. Um, the second one, which I'm not going to go into detail right now, is uh, a shoppable quiz. And this whole second... I don't know, two thirds of this episode <laughs> is talking to two of the co-founders from Octane AI about this shoppable quiz that they built. And I am obsessed with it. And so I'm not going to spoil anything, yeah. but please continue to listen for, <laughs> for that information. For all the details. 
All the details, yes. So you can ask for it, you know, just talk to your customers. You can also collect this information just in the general buyer journey. So if you're using Clevio, for example, for your email marketing, um, you could add on trackers to your site to track when a customer views a product, when they add it to their cart, and of course, when they place an order, what was actually in that order that they, they placed. Now, your customers have to already give you their email address in order for this information to be tracked. So it's not like you're just going to magically receive all this information about customers when you don't know what they're actually, like you don't know who they are. Can I stop you for a second and ask you a question about Clavio? We talk about Clavio yeah. a lot. But I think one thing we haven't talked about is why they are your email marketing platform of choice. And it's something we should probably address. Yeah. Yeah. So I love Klaviyo because it was built for e-commerce. It is an email marketing platform specifically for, or sorry, it's a marketing platform because they also do SMS, um, specifically for e-commerce brands. So... It, you know, there are a lot of email marketing companies out there that compete with Klaviyo, but I love Klaviyo's uh, segmentation. I love their flows and automations, and I love the data science behind everything that they're doing so they can do like predicted next purchase and predicted next purchase value and things like that that's like really smart that they, they've basically just like collected all this data from all of their customers, all of their customers being the merchants and, and analyze that buyer behavior to be able to create the, the AI behind when, they, when you can predict that next purchase. So I love Klaviyo, I love their customer support, I love that it's a super easy email platform to use, I love that you can get super customizable with it as well. Thank you for talking about it. I know we need to have a whole episode just about emails, marketing, Klaviyo, how to use it, because yeah, for- I think we should probably get somebody from Clavio on because I'm I can talk all day about it, but I think it'd be good to also talk to somebody who's a little bit of an expert in that area. I totally agree. I totally agree. So I know of another company that does uh, customer personas exceptionally well, and that's Motherly. But you're more familiar yes. with them. Could, can you talk to to me? Yeah. A little about that? So full disclosure, Motherly is my client. <laughs> And that is why I know all about it. <laughs> I'm like, and Kelly, <laughs> over to you. So Motherly uses Clavio for their email marketing. And what we did was on their account page, we added a bunch of form fields. So we're talking about new moms, soon-to-be moms, and those are the kinds of emails that are being sent out. Like, oh, you are 16 weeks pregnant. Here's what to expect that kind of thing. So what we did was we captured the uh, the due date for the mom, we captured the birth dates for the children, and we passed that information over into Clavio. So we can segment the audience and be able to send those very targeted emails about what to expect based on where you are in your pregnancy. We also collect information more about the mom as well. So what they, you know, what their work situation is, if they're a stay-at-home mom, if they have more kids, whatever it might be. So basically all this data gets sent over to Clavio and you get a really unique, really personalized experience for for the customers. And it's kind of fun like building all this out because I don't have kids and so I'm coming up with, you know, names and all kinds of things and seeing if I can break the the form fields because that's my job and so I'm really excited to announce that I'm having a kid named Batman next month (laughs) um the gender is dog because I had to validate that form field as well 
I mean, Kelly, if you play your cards right, I might ship you a teenager before the end of of the semester. You keep threatening me with a child, a teenager. (laughs) I will inflict a teen, a teen girl upon you. No, I'm just kidding. She's not that bad. Okay, so, so once we have all of that information, we have all of this customer persona info, what do we do with it? So the first thing I would do is, again, if you're using an email marketing platform that allows for customization, make sure you're passing this data through so you can start segmenting your audience for your email marketing, for your Facebook ads, wherever you're going to be using that data. Second, I think one really cool thing that you can do is tag your customers with certain keywords that align with your personalization data. Um, For example, if you had like gender, you can say, uh, you know, male, female, non-binary, however you want to uh, tag the customer. And then you can actually change out the content on the website based on the customer's tag. So it is a very unique experience for that particular customer based on those kinds of tags. You can also, if you, it, I think for, for example, if you're often selling to customers who are buying things as gifts and you can pick up that get these items are actually gifts for other people, you can add in a little section of your website that says, why don't you get something for yourself as well? Why don't you treat yourself? Ooh, I like that. Right? Yeah. So you can have so much fun with this. And I think, you know, most importantly, recommend products specific to their interests. I probably should have opened with that one. But obviously, the, the end goal here is to get people to buy more things from your store. So put the products in front of them that they're most likely to buy. I love that idea. That, that it's, That's phenomenal and so important. And with that... Let's interview Matt and Ben. Let's do it. Kelly, I'm going to be really honest. I need to save time and make my marketing workflow more efficient. I don't want to continue to dump money into ads if they're not converting. Do you have any suggestions? As a matter of fact, I do. With Just Uno, you can capture, segment, and retarget your website visitors, then personalize their shopping experience. Why spend hours on writing email copy when you're not customizing the buyer journey? Okay, I'm in, but does Just Uno work with my marketing tools? Yes, Just Uno integrates with email tools like Klaviyo and Omnisend, as well as SMS providers such as PostScript and SMS Bump. You can even capture both email and phone in the same pop-up. I recommend the JustUno Plus plan. It gives you access to their AI component, which creates smart product recommendations based on things like most purchased and most viewed. You also get access to a JustUno strategist to assist with the game plan and technical support. Where can I learn more? Go to justuno.com T to sign up and get 20% off your plan for the first year. Again, that's J-U-S-T-U-N-O dot T-E-A. Today we're chatting with Matt Schlicht and Ben Parr, two of the co-founders of Octane AI. Octane AI powers engaging quizzes, data collection, and personalized messenger and SMS automation. Hi y'all, how's it going? Woo! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) I am also feeling woo! (laughs) I'll, I'll round that out with a woo from over here as well. Why don't you tell us about yourselves, Matt? What about, why don't you go first? Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I grew up in Southern California in Orange County, 
Um, I didn't have a computer until I was uh, 12, and when I got one, I had dial-up internet, and I was like, wow, the internet is crazy, and from that point onward, I couldn't focus on anything except figuring out how to you know, set up a business online, and I think I also realized that there were like a thousand people who worked at Google, and I was like, well, how is this even possible? Uh, and so after I graduated high school, I actually uh, moved to Silicon Valley when I was 19, and instead of going to college, I joined a company called Ustream, which back in like 2007 was one of the companies pioneering online live video, which now is kind of ubiquitous and it's in every app. And I ended up kind of somehow uh, being able to take over a product and I led product there for almost four years. They ended up getting acquired by IBM for over $100 million. Uh, and then since then, I've just been... You know, I worked with Little Wayne for a couple of years. We got a Guinness Book of World Record. Uh, taught myself to code. Did some stuff in Bitcoin. And then in 2015 and 2016, I got really, really interested in uh, messaging apps and what was happening with WeChat in China and figuring out how can we help uh, businesses in the United States and the rest of the world automate conversations with their customers. And that's kind of what. You know, we can get into this, but <clears throat> that's what led to the creation of Octane AI. And then Ben um, Parr, uh, I've known Ben for, I don't know, we met online originally, as you know, most people do at some <laughs> point. And uh, I think originally yep. we were very confrontational and didn't like each other at all. But now <laughs> we work together and it's it's gone really amazing. And I think we've known each other for well over well over a decade now. Let's. Let, let, let's be clear, like, Matt and I met on a secret internet forum uh, for sharing secret things uh, founded by a early person at a very, very big and prominent tech company. And Matt and I uh, were trying to build competing blogs at the time. No, 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 that's a bad way to describe it. Ben was creating a bad blog, and I was creating a good blog. <laughs> Mine had more <laughs> contributors. So you can see this this fuels us to this day. I love it. I, I love that this is rooted in a decade-old feud that has now come to a brilliant partnership. Ben, do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself besides that you feuded with Matt initially? Uh, <laughs> it, feuded is the wrong word. Dominated <laughs> is the right word. Lost <laughs> is the right word. <laughs> So uh, my original claim to fame, I'm Ben Parr, by the way, my original claim to fame is that I was the co-editor and editor-at-large of Mashable, the technology news website. I ran the west coast of Mashable when I was like 23, and I wrote 2,446 articles in my three and a half years there, ran the west coast team, opened the west coast office, had a team of 50. Eventually I left, I did some investing, I did a column for CBS and CNET, and I wrote a book uh, called Captivology for HarperCollins afterwards on the science and psychology of attention, why we pay attention to certain people and products, and how to utilize that science to captivate the attention of others. You can get it on Amazon or anywhere else. It's uh, it filled with interviews with the world's top PhDs in attention and memory, as well as like Sheryl Sandberg, Steven Soderbergh, David Copperfield, these masters of attention who I interviewed to understand the fundamentals of attention. And I went touring and speaking joined a couple of boards. I sit on the board of the Lila Jana Foundation. We are trying to give work instead of aid uh, to help people in impoverished regions, you know, uh, rise up and uh, have a better life. And in 2016, 
Matt, as he would say, is like tricked me into start <laughs> joining and starting Octane AI with him and our third co-founder, Leaf. <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't say tricked. I said, Ben, I have a great idea. You're not allowed to work on it. <laughs> tricked. So I love your Genesis story. I'm, I'm so excited about it, actually, because I, too, have known my business partner for well over a decade, although we, we did start as friends, but that's because he slept on my floor when he was touring in a band. So I love an old friendship or relationship that becomes a business partnership. There's you- something I'm just, like, missing out of that. However, for some unknown reason, over the past week, twice... I have been called the co-founder of my own company. And I'm trying to figure out who my co-founder is. Because it's, apparently it's not just me. <laughs> We're going to take this moment to finally sit you down and explain that you actually have a split personality. And uh, we've communicated with both of them. And so I think that's what's going on. Okay, but which one's better? Oh, this the, one. This one. Okay, good. <laughs> good answer. Okay, so... We talked about you, both of you. Tell us about Octane AI. Yeah, so Octane AI, we you know we started the company in 2016, and it's uh, it's you know it's transitioned quite a lot. Um, I think we are like any startup, we're constantly making it better, we're constantly learning new things. Uh, and I think that the vision that we're kind of focused on now is much more expanded than uh, what we imagined it was going to be in the beginning. So in the very beginning, it's 2016, you know, in 2015, I uh, visited China with with my fiance and her family. And I got to see firsthand how people were using WeChat in China. And the, the crazy thing about WeChat is you did everything with WeChat. That was how you communicated with every type of business that you wanted to kind of interact with. You could order a cab, you could pay for food, you could um, get like alerts uh, from a business on WeChat. And in the United States, there wasn't really anything like this that was happening. And so in early 2016, uh, after I'd had this experience, Facebook announced at F8 at their at their developers conference that you could now build uh, bots and automation directly into Facebook Messenger. Uh, and I think that was the moment where I was like, okay, all this stuff that I saw happening in China, Facebook just released something that would allow us to recreate these types of experiences for, for the rest of the world. And so got Ben together, <clears throat> told him he couldn't work on this. And of course, that's how you get Ben to get excited about something and needs it to happen. And then also brought on our third co-founder, Leaf, uh, who you know previously he had made Omegle, which is you know a whole other story, one of the largest chat websites in the world. If you've been on it, then you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, then go have fun. Um, and we kind of came together to create Octane as a place where any business could create uh, automation and talk to their customers over Facebook Messenger, and we didn't have any idea of what specific vertical it was going to be. It was just like, hey, like, probably makes sense that the same way you email uh, your customers and you use automation, that you should do the same thing with Facebook Messenger. We raised some money, uh, we started building, and very quickly we realized that when you are not focused on a specific vertical, everybody from all the different types of industries are asking you for all sorts of different types of things. And so the product doesn't necessarily become one cohesive thing. Uh, You're pulled in a lot of directions. And so we evaluated what could we focus on, what industry and use case could we focus on where we could have the most impact. Uh, And that ended up being e-commerce and that ended up being Shopify. And so in 2018, we launched our Shopify app. 
And this also coincided with Facebook Messenger turning off the Facebook Messenger platform because of Cambridge Analytica for a month and the company almost died. And we just had a Forbes article come out that goes into that in detail. And it involved Ben and I laying on the ground thinking that our lives were over. Um, But Facebook turned everything back on. The app started taking off. And basically the way it worked is Shopify stores could click a button and they could connect their store to Octane and we would track what their customers did. And then, uh, you know, if there was an abandoned cart or browse abandonment or an order receipt, we could trigger all those messages over Facebook Messenger directly to the customer and and increase revenue by a lot. Uh, I think since then, you know, since 2018, we've learned that conversation and being able to talk to your customers at scale in a marketing capacity is really, really powerful. And we've grown quite a lot. We work with thousands of Shopify brands and our most recent product that we've come out with uh, takes us outside of Facebook Messenger and that's this shoppable quiz, uh, which we're really excited about. We've worked on for over a year and it takes all of the learnings that we've kind of come up with from learning how to automate conversations with customers on behalf of stores and takes that from Facebook Messenger and puts it on the store itself. I luckily got a sneak preview at this early on when you guys were developing it and I've been so excited for this to launch because as a developer building any kind of quiz has been one of the most painful experiences to the point where I just tell merchants like it's not going to work out not the way you envision it and so this this shoppable quiz is actually a game changer for Shopify merchants I'm very excited about it we talked with so many of our customers and you know, not our customers and other Shopify merchants and plus merchants about the whole experience. And it's just, they told us all, it was super painful to build quizzes. But also, you know, even when you build something, customer use something like Typeform, then there's almost nothing you can really do with all of that knowledge and data that you have accumulated, all that contact information. Or if you do, you have to like jerry-rig it. We've had people who've completely jerry-rigged form builders to do things that they were never meant to do, and they don't do them very well. Uh, <laughs> like it's like Typeform's an example of that, um, and it doesn't even look like the site either. You could tell, oh, it's a Typeform. Whereas, yeah. like with the with the shop of quiz, it like looks and feels like the website. So you know, we're gonna have a whole bunch of examples. But we were talking before on the before the podcast recording about Rooted.nyc, where you could like see they like. They did all this themselves using just our tool, and it just looks like this website. It's beautiful. It like makes you really want to buy some plants. <laughs> so go buy some plants, everyone. And uh, and then, but like it's also the afterwards. I think is really important. Now you've built a buyer profile uh, of this customer. You understand what they're actually looking for. Now that level of personalization, personalization can go deeper. You can add them to like an Octodi list and like send a more targeted follow-up. You can go and transfer that email to something like Clavio and send a more personalized message. And like this is just like the beginning of uh, that piece. There's just so many interesting things you can do. But that first step is like you got to actually like give that customer that experience, learn more about them so that you can personalize. So at a high-level overview, what is the shoppable quiz? Yeah, so the shoppable quiz, like... Okay, if you had like a retail location, like let's say you were selling beauty products, you have a physical store, 
And let's say that I walk in that store and let's say that I've never bought beauty products before, but I'm like, okay, like I should totally take care of my skin. I should probably go buy some like skincare products. Uh, I'm going to go to the store. I have money. Let's, let's do this. <clears throat> I walk into the store and I like immediately I'm like, holy crap. Like I have no idea what to buy. Like my skin, maybe it's like oily or maybe I'm like breaking out or whatever it is. Like I don't want to buy the wrong product because I'm worried that if I get the wrong thing, my skin's going to have a negative reaction. And so I'm like freaking out. I don't know what to do. In a store, somebody who works there can come up to me and they can ask me. They can say, hey, like, what are you, what are you looking for? Like, calm, calm down. It's okay. Uh, I, can, I can tell them about it. They can say, well, what, you know, what kind of concerns do you have with your skin? Like, you know, what have you tried in the past? Or like, what are you trying to do with this? And I can answer these questions and then they can take me directly to the aisles and they can help me put together like a perfect, you know, bundle of products, basically help me build a routine that's perfect for me. And I can feel really confident that even though I, when I walked in the store, I had no idea what I should get. This expert has asked me questions, gotten to know me and has now personalized a bundle for me. And I can feel really confident that I can go, I can go buy it and I can start, you know, with my skincare routine and I'm really happy. So that's like a really good experience. Online, though, there's nobody there when you, you know, load up like a skincare website or any, you know, a plant website or any sort of Shopify store. There's nobody there that's like walking up to you when you're freaking out and not sure what to do. There's nobody there like helping you figure out like how, what you should get and, and personalize it. And so what the Shoppable Quiz is, is it's a tool on Octane that lets you as the merchant create that perfect conversation that an expert in a store would have with a customer who walked in who wasn't sure what they were going to get. You can ask, you know, any of the important questions that would be, that are key for your brand. Um, so like for skincare, it's like, what's your age? Like, what's your skin concern? Like, what do you, you know, what are you worried about? Um, and then you can take that logic and match that customer up with a personalized products or bundle or selection of products and you can tell them exactly why those products are right for them and they can purchase it right there from the results. It doesn't have to get emailed to them. They don't have to go somewhere else. They just answer the questions. The experience is right on the website, feels really beautiful and they're presented with those results and they can purchase them. And then what Octane AI does is it takes this whole experience to an even higher level where every single thing that happens during the quiz is tracked. So how long do people spend on each answer? Like what did you, know, you, Kelly, specifically answer? And the combination of your answers, like what buyer persona does that match you up with? Um, we could collect email and sync that to Klaviyo and sync all this information to Klaviyo. We can uh, fire off custom pay, uh, pixel, uh, Facebook pixel events when you're answering questions. So even if you don't answer all the questions in the quiz, you can still be building audiences on Facebook that you can retarget based on some of the data. Uh, so it's, and it shows you how much revenue is generated. So it, it's like the most amazing onboarding experience that you could provide for your customers. And then the data can be synced to all channels where you do remarketing. Uh, I'll add to that, which is there's, I feel like three main experiences for shopping in a store. It is, I browse for something, uh, like I'm no, I need dresses, but I'm just going to look through them all. I'm searching for something. I know I'm looking for a specific thing. I'm just going for it. And then there's the consultative experience, which is like the associate, the concierge, really critical part. And two of those experiences are really nailed in e-commerce, and one has never been nailed at all, which is the consultative piece. And that's what the quiz really is. It is that consultative piece. And it doesn't matter whether you have 8,000 SKUs where you should definitely have a quiz, or if you have one, 
because like even a store would has like you know one product they need people there to uh, explain the benefits talk through like what your specific problems are we love like teeth whitener is an example i always love to use which is okay there's one product but i may need to know do you drink coffee or do you smoke because based on that i will have a different kind of pitch to you and a different kind of personalization based on that information and make it much more likely that you will buy and you will continue to buy and make you feel more comfortable with the purchase. I love the idea of building buyer personas in particular because I feel like merchants tend to think they know who their customer is without actually interviewing the customers. And by adding this quiz to your store, you're basically doing those customer interviews by asking the questions you need to know to build out those buyer personas. And suddenly you can learn who your customers actually are versus who you thought they were. Oh yeah, that's that, that's absolutely true. And I think like what's crazy is that when you first are like, oh, okay, I'm gonna do a quiz. Like what questions should I put? It's like a self-discovery as like a merchant to figure out like what the heck questions you're gonna put in your quiz. And the first time anyone tries to do this, they're like, okay, I'm going to ask questions that specifically help me figure out what I should recommend to you. And those are like very technical, very specific, very like professionally geared questions. But then once you get kind of, once you get those laid out, then you're like, wait, I could also ask questions that have nothing to do with the results, but just help me like identify who customers are. Um, like Doe Lashes, uh, who's a great, they're a great brand that uses Octane AI for their quiz to help you find the, the perfect um, kind of like fake lash for you. Uh, one of the questions that they have is like, oh, have you ever used lashes before? Like, is this your, your first time like with this? And they kind of put it in there and it wasn't like a big deal. They just thought it might, made sense to put it in there. But when people took the quiz, it turned out that like 50% of people had actually never used lashes before. And they were like, oh, shoot, like we didn't actually even know this. We should go create like an educational campaign on Klaviyo that like sends follow-up emails to people explaining them and educating to them like, oh, here's what lashes are and here's how you should use them. And that was something that they had no idea of. Or you have like Beauty, Beauty Bio, um, which is a Shopify Plus brand that uses Octane AI for, for their quiz. Um, they sort people, they sort customers into different buyer personas and they're based on skin type and age and a, and a bunch of different factors. And they were actually able to discover that uh, some of their buyer personas that they hadn't even been paying that much attention to actually have like much higher AOVs, much higher average order values. And now what they can do is go like remarket to those people on Facebook, go create a lookalike audience, go find more people who you know are also going to match that buyer persona, and they can start to use this intelligence to kind of feed their their new marketing initiatives. I think that's really cool. I'm so enamored with the magic of this product. I think in part because I used to work in retail, in brick and mortar retail during when I was a university student, and are I, you okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good. Um, but there's something, Ben, it's what you said. It was that missing third piece, right, that couldn't be replicated in e-commerce. And both of y'all touched on on that that lack of the person walking you down the aisle and really picking out. And I actually worked for Aveda, so I worked in skin and hair care. So, you know, it's like, oh, well, I actually got to, you know, if someone wants, what shampoo should I Use is like I right. just be able to you know touch their hair. Right, <laughs> you can't touch someone's hair on the internet, and Not yet. I could touch their skin. And and I think you've really solved this challenge that has been plague. I've been a Shopify partner for seven years. This has been plaguing us for seven years, and it's so nice to see it solved and beautifully solved as well. 
I think like what what's important to note here is like we didn't invent the concept of like a quiz being on you know an online store right that was like something that we were already seeing other great brands doing this I think like you see brands come out with like a lot of funding and specifically within like you know any sort of health related area or like skincare related area they'll often lead with the quiz being like the main differentiator that they're using data science to match you up with like the exact product but the companies that always were doing this were like very 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 well funded like not not maybe not even profitable they just had lots of vc dollars that they could use to hire actual internal development teams to put this together um, but for everybody else, the other like 99%, uh, they either have to hire an agency to go create a quiz or they have to use something like Typeform, which Ben was talking about, which, you know, you can, Typeform is great. It's a great product, but you can spot it a mile away. It's just like not exactly what you want to use if you're like really caring about your brand and integrating with e-commerce. Um, so I think like what surprised us is when we went and talked to existing large brands that had quizzes and they looked really nice. And we thought that everything was going to be buttoned up in the background and we were going to learn a lot about how we should build our tool. We're like, hey, like, how's your quiz? Like, how's it working? Like, what kind of data do you get? They're like, data? Like, dashboard? Like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> They're like, we just did the quiz. <laughs> They're like, it looks good, right? <laughs> we're like, yeah, it looks good. But there was, they had nothing. There was, that data was just like, they knew that the quiz was helpful. They knew that it was helping customers. They knew people were buying things, but there was no dashboard to go log into. The data is not getting synced with any of their other apps. If they ever want to update anything, including like product images or price or title, they got to go reach out to the agency to have the custom development. And like, it's just like a never ending thing. And it's probably not fun for the agency to like keep updating that either. And so I think we were really surprised that like these, even the brands that had really good looking quizzes, which is not very many of them, they really weren't even tapping in to like the biggest advantage of this. And so we thought, Hey, like this, it seems like every brand, like the same way you're gonna have a retail store and you want someone to work there so they can help people. It seems like every online brand should have an onboarding quiz should have, you know, maybe a post-purchase quiz. Like it's not even a quiz at that point. It's just, you should talk to customers when you're at the store and you should give them a personalized experience. And we thought that was something that every brand should have. And it shouldn't require that you have like a hundred million dollars of VC money in the bank and do custom development. And you shouldn't have to work with an agency who probably gets annoyed with you over time and you don't have a dashboard. We should just make it as easy as setting up a Shopify store. You should just be able to log in, don't do any code, drag and drop stuff, customize it, make it look like your site, set up some logic, and then bam, all this data is coming through. You're building buyer profiles and you're identifying buyer personas, and then you're syncing it with all your marketing so that everything is personalized based on what you're actually learning from the customer and not what you're trying to guess about the customer. Well, Matt, Matt added a piece with just like, um, one, one other interesting thing is like the quiz, it's almost a limiting term in some ways because you can do a lot with it. For a lot of the brands, it's mm -hmm. like the actual onboarding experience. We've had a couple of our brands already, you know, super early on, already use it in ways we didn't expect. Skinny Mixes, for example, use it as a recipe recommender. So they recommend recipes, but they also use the quiz uh, product to make like a dynamic on-site opt-in tool. We were like, you want to like get your discount over Messenger, over SMS, over email, because we collect all those and they use it as a dynamic opt-in. But like that's like scratching the surface of what you can do with it. You can imagine a ton of potential use cases and we'll like uh, be talking more about those, I think, in the next couple of months as more brands just start playing around with it. Um, it's a it's a creative tool and it's also just a straight up uh, money printing tool because your customers 
they just we have just been finding over and over again they will just spend more money if they have a quiz and they're just more likely to purchase if they have that experience I have a follow-up question for that. Do you have information that you can share in regards to the impact of having a quiz and the conversion that that happens as a result of the quiz? I understand that it, it's there's there's a lot of dimensions to the to the quiz, and it, it's more than just a quiz. But yeah. do you have convi- any conversion data you can share? Yeah. So uh, Ben, you want to talk about Beauty Bio? Yeah. So we actually just released a case study with Beauty Bio. And they actually found that uh, they actually drove 28% increases in average order value using the shoppable quiz. Uh, what happened generally was like 75% of people who ever like saw the quiz would start the quiz, like just like saw that it was mm. a thing. And like people who started a quiz, 7.7% of those people converted into a like into a purchase as a result of the quiz. Um, and 65% of those people completed it, which just like the end result was like, man, it's like a lot more <laughs> revenue than there was yeah. before yeah. in addition to the data. So like, well, I think they, that's, but, th- but that's something that I want to like point out too, is like, I think that not every, you're never going to have a hundred percent of people finish a quiz. Like it's just not going to happen. And every other person we ever talked to who was like doing anything with quizzes, the only thing they were focused on was customers who finished the quiz. And so we thought, if you know that we live in a world where 100% of people are never going to finish the quiz, then it seems like if we're going to ignore all those people that don't finish the quiz, there's like a huge amount of like data that isn't getting used at all. And so that's also why we built in like the Facebook Pixel Tracker. uh, And that's also why we built in um, the... uh, uh, like we have a feature where like if you take half the quiz and you don't like submit contact information, but then like you get one of our exit intents before you're about to leave and then you submit contact information, we're actually still going to sync all of that data that you gave from like half of the quiz and sync that to Octane. So I think that's also like a really crazy part of it is the, is the data, not just from people who completed it, but from the data that, that people who you know, didn't complete it. We also have like bariatric fusion, which sells uh, supplements. And, you know, previously they had email collection where pretty standard, you know, get a discount, you put your email in, and that's kind of the data that's getting collected. And then now they have a quiz, which asks you questions, figures out, you know, for them, it's like, what surgery have you recently had? Like, what, do you like chewables or do you want to swallow, you know, the pills and, you know, um, what are your favorite flavors? And it kind of builds a bundle for you. Uh, And that's like a lot of information. And then it's also collecting email for a discount. And so not only were they able to get all of this additional data uh, when collecting an email, when before it was just the email, and they can use this to do segmentation on Klaviyo and do retargeting on, on Facebook and also figure out like future product developments, but they were able to 15x the amount of emails that they were collecting. So it's not just that they 15x the emails, it's that they got this like mountain of data that's also coming with that. And we see that with you know, Doe Lashes, um, I think it was like a four, four X their, their email sign up in just like a couple of days. And it seems very consistent that if you put this sort of onboarding experience, you're going to be able to get more emails or phone numbers or messenger opt-ins. You're going to get more data and you're going to increase your, your average order value. And I think that's just like the, that the bear, go ahead. I'll go. add to the bariatric fusion one, you know, fit, like they found that over 15% of people who ended up the results page ended up purchasing, which is like, Ooh. 
a crazy great. conversions app. So just think about what what the average conversion rate of an e-commerce website is what? One to two percent-ish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even just like a small increase, like if you add a, like another percentage point, is a dramatic increase in your like bottom line overall. And what the quiz does is just dramatically increase conversion rates for the people who go through that funnel. For some of the brands, it's like it is their homepage now. For others, they're running tons of ads that go right to that quiz because they know that that's the highest converting page on their site. And it's also important to note, like in, in the case of Bariatric Fusion, like they 15x their their mailing list, but they're qualified, like they're 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 good quality right. customers as opposed to let's say a spin the wheel pop up, which I love, <laughs> just hating on all the time. <laughs> These are highly qualified leads, essentially, like potential customers for you. So I, I that's that's a powerful statistic right there. Right. And, but, but also, I would say that the spin the wheel, that's like, I'm sure we all have opinions on spin the wheel, but uh, spin the wheel, <laughs> that's like when you walk up to like a carnival. You're like walking down like a fair and then someone's like, hey, you want to like spin this wheel over here? And like there's a certain type of experience you walk away from when you have that. Whereas like I think what's interesting about the quiz is it's actually what it is doing is it's the relation it's the brand having a conversation with the customer and that is forming a relationship. And then that relationship is not disappearing the moment the website is closed, is being maintained and the context of that relationship is being included in in the advertising and the text messages afterwards and the emails and even like what they're seeing on the website later. I think that that's like that's how that's why we're so excited about the quiz, and I think that's why we also believe that this is like it's such a huge leap that we came out with this, and now everybody can make these shoppable quizzes. But we're also still at the very, very, very like early days of trying to incorporate the idea of real relationships into into online shopping. I love that. Okay, so I'm going to ask one final question about the quiz, but it's a lengthy answer. <laughs> can you walk us through the quiz creation process? Yeah. Um, so, okay. So here's the thing with the quiz. There's like two things. If you're a merchant or you know an agency, or you're thinking about setting up a quiz for someone, there's kind of two things you need to tackle. One is obviously the actual implementation of it and the building of it and using Octane AI to put that together and sync it up with everything. That's like one part, um, which is actually like really straightforward. And then the second part, which I would recommend you you have to do this part first, is the conceptualization of what is that quiz going to look like. And so what we kind of recommend to, to brands is first you need to think, okay, if someone walked up to you and you, you might already be doing this in retail location or maybe on customer support chat or something. But if somebody walked up to you and they're like, hey, like, you know, I need help finding something. Like, what are the questions that you would ask that person? And so, like, go make a list of, like, what those questions are. And then also, once you've asked them those questions, how are you going to recommend the product to them? Because this is different from brand to brand. If you're a mattress company, I'm not going to be like, hey, okay, like, thanks for answering my questions. Here's, like, a million mattresses. I'm probably going to be like, okay. I think you're really going to love this mattress specifically. And by the way, you also might like these pillows and like these blankets. Whereas if you're a jewelry company or maybe like a wine company, you're going to ask a bunch of questions. Uh, maybe it's more like preference based and personality based. And you're probably going to provide not like, hey, this is the exact necklace you should get. But you're probably going to be like, hey, I think here's a selection of necklaces or bracelets that I think are good for you. Like feel free to or, or a selection of wine that I think matches your preference. So feel free to like pick and choose which one you want. And then the third option 
which is really popular uh, and highly recommended within like anything related to care, so like skincare, healthcare, um, or or like beauty is like that bundle maker, that routine builder. I'm gonna ask you a couple questions and then I'm gonna personalize a bundle or a routine just for you. And I'm gonna say, okay, you should use this first and then this and then this and you should you know, buy these together. It's not a selection of things to choose from. I'm actually recommending you get you know, these all together and maybe there's a discount for doing that. So that's the first thing that as a brand you need to figure out. What are the questions? If I could ask everybody a set number of questions when they come in, what are those? Uh, and it's okay. And then what? How do I want to recommend the product? Is it like one hero product? Is it a selection of products, or is it like a personalized bundle? Um, and then the way that Octane AI's quiz, uh, shoppable quiz builder works, is that you get to go in there. It feels very, very inspired by the Shopify theme designer. So it's like very, very familiar if you're, you know, uh, used to customizing like a Shopify theme from their theme designer. Everything's drag and drop, there's no code, it's WYSIWYG, you just type it out and you see it. The first thing you do is you input your questions. And so you can create a section for each question, you can write out what the answers are, uh, and then the answers can either be text or you can put in images or they can be images and text or you can use GIFs. And then uh, you can have sections in between the questions where maybe it's like, um, we call them explainer screens. Maybe it's like, oh, like, thanks for like answering that question. Or like, oh, like that totally makes sense. Like, let me ask you something else. It's kind of like that pause in between. Um, it's almost like you're appreciating that they just answered a question and now you're gonna go to the next question. And then you can also select what like opt-in or what kind of contact information do you wanna collect? Do you wanna ask for email or Facebook Messenger or, or phone number? Uh, and you can customize, maybe you want to offer a discount or there's a free download or you want like a text to get sent to them immediately after. That's really easy to just build in right there. And you can also use uh, rules when you're designing this. So if you want different people to see different questions or based on previous answers to questions, you want to show different options for answers uh, at a later stage, you can actually customize that completely. So the quiz can be like really straightforward or really personalized even when you're asking the questions. So maybe if you um, ask somebody, you know, uh, like if they had like a really, maybe if you were like, oh, like like Skinny Mixes sells um, zero calorie um, syrups to like flavor your drinks. And so if you asked like, oh, like what kind of flavors are you interested in? You said, you know, coffee and theirs is a recipe finder, maybe the next question you wanna ask because they said coffee is, oh, well, do you like hot coffee or do you want like iced coffee? And then based on that answer, you can now recommend them, you know, here's the iced coffee recipe. So it's super, super flexible, but it requires no code. Once you've created those questions, you then move on to creating the results pages. And a results page uh, also has rules. And so you can use uh, a combination of their answers to the questions to basically identify their buyer persona and then match them up with the results page that is best for them. And the best way to think about a results page is it's almost like a dynamic, like a dynamically created landing page that you're going to send somebody to after they answer the questions. And a results page is composed of, we call them product blocks. So there are different sections of the pages. And then inside product blocks, you can pull products directly from your Shopify store or pull in entire collections. You can put custom text or custom images and you, on the product blocks, the same way that you can use rules to determine which results page someone sees, you can also show and hide sections of that results page with rules. And so maybe if I'm taking a quiz and I say that I'm a man, 
maybe there's a section at the bottom that's like, oh, because you're a man, you're also going to like these products. And it's showing that to me because I'm a man. But if you know someone else took it and they said that they're a woman, it would not show the man section. It would show the woman section. And so there's a way to like dynamically change um, what you see on the results. And you can apply those rules to entire sections of the results page, uh, individual components, so like text and images, and then also individual uh, products. So similar to the questions and the answers, you can use uh, lots of logic to dynamically create a completely personalized results page with a combination of text, images, GIFs, uh, products, collections, anything you want. Um, and it does it all automatically and then it saves that data and then it syncs it everywhere. And so then when you want to install this, we basically just give you some embed code and you would go put that on one of your Shopify pages. Um, and then you could link to that page. A lot of people, a lot of brands link to it from kind of the hero section on their homepage or from the nav bar or from maybe the footer, the product page. You can drive ads to it, like driving ads to a quiz is like one of the most amazing things ever because you get all this great information from them. And then you can also promote it in, um, in emails. And I think that that's a journey that, you know, I made uh, as a test of the product to make sure that we did it right. I um, built a bunch of quizzes for a bunch of brands that we work with so that I could make sure that this was actually living up to what we wanted it to be. And I actually have created over 20 um, of these quizzes. Um, uh, with you know shop big Shopify brands and Shopify Plus brands, and I did that in less than like forty five days. So it sounds like a lot, but once you get it up and running, you don't really have to do much. And they all of the quizzes that I worked on um, are just printing money and collecting data and kind of enriching this overall experience. And what I'm excited to see is you can make an onboarding quiz, but but there's so there's an infinite number of things you can do with this because on its own, it's just a dynamic experience that can ask questions and then can dynamically show you a combination of things that's personalized to you. And you could use that in so many, you could make a game, you can make a post, you know, post-purchase quiz, you can make a holiday guide, you can make a recipe finder, like same way there's an infinite amount of things you can do with a website, I think there's an infinite amount of things you can do with this tool. And I think we've only scratched the surface of what's possible. Well, I feel like this is a win-win-win for so many merchants. And I'm so excited that y'all were on the podcast today to talk about this because I can I, I just sense there's endless opportunity with, with, with what you've developed. Uh, at the end of each of our episodes, we always do some store shout-outs. And I would love for you to both shout out some stores that you love that also have a quiz on it yeah so I'll, I'll start and then ben you you give your recommendation i have to recommend the uh rooted uh rooted.nyc uh it's a plant online plant store based in obviously new york city uh and when you go to rooted.nyc you're going to see a prompt uh in their nav and write um, right up front in the hero section to take their quiz and it is they use Octane AI to build it uh, and it is the most beautiful quiz I've seen and I'm just like I feel like I tell people every day about this quiz because I'm just so blown away by their creativity uh, and by the aesthetics and the feeling of it and I just like I feel like this quiz makes me like emotional it's just it's it's too good it's too it's too amazing so I sh my shout out goes to rooted.nyc go take their quiz be careful because they are probably going to sell you at least one plant. 
Yeah, I'm on the checkout. I'm at like the end of that quiz because we talked about it right before the pod started. And you know I'm going to be buying many a plant uh, after we get off of of this recording. There's nothing, <laughs> so, nothing wrong with that. Well, <laughs> if, yes, you, if you all want more quizzes to take and more things to buy. I do. Uh, I have a couple. So, Spongel, if you want to like uh, feel really, really clean, they have a fragrance <laughs> quiz for figuring out the right fragrance. And I might, it has a, my favorite loader, which is like all their different products just like flashing around in a circle as they load up. Um, Mastin Labs is also like they have a preset quiz. So Mastin Labs, if you're into photography, they have like preset packs. It's like something every photographer should have. But like you go through and you look at the thing and it's just beautiful photography as part of their quiz and it'll actually like it's a super detailed quiz it asks a lot of questions but the end result is something super super personalized and i think that's really important for photographers and then of course we've mentioned before doe lashes if uh, eyelashes you're looking for that uh doe lashes is just an awesome brand so uh three different things uh, depending on what you're looking for i'm always looking for everything so that's (laughs) Well, my store shout out for this week is Meesen, um, and M-I-S-E-N dot co. And I, A, full disclosure, I just bought a knife from them. It's the sharpest knife I've ever owned in my life, and I'm afraid someone's going to cut off their finger in my kitchen. Two, I also just bought a no-stick pan from them, or non-stick pan from them, and I'm really loving it. But beyond that, I really love their store. If you go to it, it's really obvious what they're selling right away, which to me is super crucial. They call it out, affordable luxury meets kitchen essentials. Boom, I know what they're selling. I'm digging it. Their assets are clean. The navigation is on point, and I also love the product. Kelly, what about you? So my store this week is called Something Navy. And the reason why I'm shouting this store out is because I've been spending the last two weeks building out a headless store. Um, so I've been using Nacelle as the, the back end. Uh, and while well, it's a Shopify store, using Nacelle connecting the data to a Vue.js storefront. Um, developer talk, ha <laughs> um, <laughs> So Something Navy is using the same structure. And headless builds are like, it's just so cool to me because they're super fast and they're progressive web apps. And it's just a fun store to kind of, it, it's beautiful and it's very easy to navigate. So um, that is somethingnavy.com. Fun, fun fact, if uh, you use Nacelle, the Shopify quiz works perfectly with Nacelle. So. Yes, I'm really <laughs> glad to hear that. <laughs> I love that. Okay, last question, super important. Where can we find you on the internet? Ben, you go first. Uh, I was going to... Uh, I can't make up things. So <laughs> OctaneAI first, OctaneAI.com. Uh, and so not Octane.ai, although that will also take you to the website. Uh, Perfect. OctaneAI.com slash quiz if you want to like uh, request early access to the private beta for the quiz. We know all the fun things. And then for myself, at B-E-N-P-A-R-R, Ben Parr, on literally every social network, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Snapchat, TikTok, <laughs> whichever you want, you know, it'll be the same thing everywhere. I love so the easy. consistency I love there. That. Matt, what about you? Um, <clears throat> yeah, so if, probably Twitter. Twitter is the best for me. So I'm just at uh, Matt PRD, M A T T PRD. 
uh, for anybody who's like, why the heck does it say PRD? Well, I created Twitter, my Twitter account when I moved to Silicon Valley, which was like way back when Twitter was first starting, and I was a product manager, and PRD is, stands for Product Requirements Document, and so <laughs> I am Matt PRD, Product Requirements Document. I was actually is... going to ask you, so I'm glad you decided Wait. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I, I have to. I have to also shout out Matt's TikTok since he has eight hundred thousand followers on TikTok. What? Yep. <laughs> What's your TikTok? What's um, the your so, handle? So, so when I signed up for TikTok, there was just so many people that I literally sat there for half. Like, I was like, I'm gonna choose a good name, and I was like, What is the name I'm gonna choose? And then I like thought of something. I put it, and it was like, You don't have this. And then I increasingly got more desperate because everything I typed in, and I was just trying ridiculous things. Nothing worked. And so the only thing that I ended up finding that actually got through, uh, which rhymed, was uh, Matt Cat Bat. So you can find me on TikTok at <laughs> Matt Cat Bat. Uh, and I mostly do little drawings and my most recent video, I actually posted one last night is I started making, um, I had these bunch of like extra post-it note things and I was like, Oh, I hate these post-it note things cause I, I prefer whiteboards, but what if I did like a little flip book? And so my last video, which I think just hit like 50,000 views is me. Uh, I drew my little character who I called Matt Cat Bat, um, who <laughs> looks exactly like me. Uh, is doing one of the most popular trending dances right now um, in I like a flipbook format. So, which good. dance is uh, that? Which dance is it? Um, I don't. Here, I can I can play the music and you can hear it. Let's see. I don't know if anybody is on TikTok. You can know what. <laughs> this is it. So you can look up Mac at Bat and you can see this uh, this dance. Doing pretty good. I ordered last night. I was like so pumped. I was like, oh, I made this. Flipbook, this is cool. Took me like, Ben was like, what did you do last night? I was like, I spent 40 minutes drawing a flipbook in this thing. <laughs> but I ordered, um, I'm moving on from post-it notes now. I think I'm going to go into this as a trend. I ordered uh, eight blank official professional flipbooks. So, oh boy. Check it, check I love it, out. it. I thought you were going to say that you just ordered a bunch of more post-it notes just to be, you know. No, I'd level up. Go I gotta, gotta, no, gotta no. level up. <laughs> no, no. What Matt's going to eventually do is he's going to order 80 whiteboards and he's going to turn <laughs> it into a giant life-size flipbook and we're going to have to get a Ferris wheel to do it. You know oh, what? I, I have to see that. I have 12 whiteboards in my room right now, so I think I'm pretty close to that. Wow, I have zero. I have, I have one. Well, if you want if you want an extra one, <laughs> I can send you one. I'll say I'll make here, here. Because there's such a wide selection of whiteboards here in my office, I will make a store and I will make a quiz because some of them have it depends on if you want some that have like old smudges on them or not. So I know that's like a personal preference. So I can make a quiz to figure that out automatically and you can order one. All right, I'm going to stand by for that quiz. I love it. <laughs> Okay. All right, Matt, Ben, thank you both so much for joining us today. I, again, I'm a huge fan of the Shoppable Quiz, and I, I hope uh, the merchants listening in, and even the agencies listening in, are like, hey, we should do this. And so we start seeing more more quizzes up out in the, in the Shopify space. So again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, y'all. Thank you for having us. I'll start how we ended. Woo! <laughs> Woo! 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 <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, and thanks again to our sponsors for supporting this episode. You can subscribe to Commerce Tea on your favorite podcasting service. We post new episodes every Tuesday, so grab your mug and join us. See you next week.
Clocked In is a time clock for Shopify. With Clocked In, your team members can easily clock in and out of their shifts from anywhere. You can manage your team's hours as they work remotely with an intuitive interface that can be used from desktop, tablet, or mobile. Check it out at clockedin.io or in the Shopify App Store.